This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. I'm Justin. I'm Derek. And I'm Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuskerCuzCast for all podcast updates and more. Well, guys, it was baseball regional action this weekend. Nebraska, they were hanging in there all weekend long, gave a great effort in the end. Will, Boy, Will Bolt and the boys, they just came up short last night against Arkansas, uh, losing 6-2. Tyler, you're not a college baseball fan at all, but you watch these games. What did you think of these uh, this regional year? I mean, it was exciting. I think that, I mean, you, you know, it's no secret that college baseball isn't my first love. And I, while of course knew how good of a season this was for the Huskers, and I followed that, I mean, I, I wasn't watching the Nebraska Rutgers series. Not that you could watch it anyway, but I wasn't listening to it in my garage. I wasn't doing that all season. Um, obviously, it was a really, really exciting time, and especially the, the last two games against Arkansas. Um, it, it was a really good way to end it. I was explaining uh, what this meant to my wife and, and like how significant, why this was a thing. And the best thing, you know, she likes college basketball like most people do and knows nothing about college baseball like most people do. And I said, this would be the equivalent of Nebraska making the tournament in college basketball, winning our first round, and then going down to like two minutes left against the number one seed in the whole tournament and just letting it barely slide away. Like yeah. that that's what this was. I mean, we were right there with the best team in college baseball uh down to the wire. It, it was exciting. It was yeah, and, and I haven't been this excited about Husker sports like to this degree in a couple of years. I mean, it this was it was fun. Now, Derek, you love college baseball. You love Major League Baseball. You're a baseball guy. Uh when this season started, you know, when they came out with the media, uh, kind of their predictions, Nebraska wasn't in the top top six in any of those polls. Uh, me and you thought that was what? absolutely nuts. Tyler, you didn't hey. give a shit, but we did. <laughs> and we were like, I think they most can have the, a good most team. Most of the media was going off of was the polls, too, though. Yeah. They were going off the, well, they were going off the RPI, and we weren't top si- in the top six in the RPI. Yeah. And, and they went through, they had a f- tremendous season. Big Ten champs. Uh, what did what was your takeaways from uh, this regional? Oh man, it, it tells me that we're on our way. We're, it's looking up. Uh, you know, we just we just ran short. We, we we didn't quite have the bullpen to stay deep with, with, with the best team in the country. We just, we just didn't. Uh, I, I was not impressed with the strike zone in there in the eighth inning. I think that probably laid a big factor on what happened in this game. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, Nebraska, you had your chance. You you could have got more hits. You could have brought more runs in. You had, you stranded runners at second and third numerous times throughout the game. So uh, you, you had your chances and unfortunately it just didn't pan out. Uh, but they played well and to take, to take the number one team down to the eighth, down to the eighth inning and looking like you had a shot at beating them. It was, it was exciting. Right. Uh, I got dogs barking here in the background. I don't know if you can hear it. 
Yes, uh, yes, we can. These dogs. I will. I will say this. I be before before we move on. I'll, I'll add this about it. What this what this proves to me is how terrible the BT, BTN network is. Like it shows to, it shows to me that there, there's some interest in college baseball. Even Tyler was getting into it a little more towards the end. Instead of showing me thirty year old football games and lacrosse games, maybe put more baseball games on, like the SEC network does. So, so I got questions. And the ACC for you. network. So, a, a couple questions I had for the baseball purists. One, as someone that doesn't know, you guys say Nebraska's on their way. This is a great sign. Obviously, Will Bolt came in. Uh, you know, Justin, you have said this. Like, you know, not really that excited about the hire when he came in. Uh, turned it around. When you look at this roster. Um, I don't know who's a senior, who's a junior. Like, what what is this roster turnover looking like heading into 2022? Well, it, it will be tough because you're going to lose Spencer Swallenbach, who is a potential first-round pick uh, in Was it the a big ten, big 10 player of the year? Uh, yeah, I believe he was. Uh, you got uh, – who else? Uh, Mojo Haggy will be gone. Luke Roskam will be gone, and, and these guys are big fixtures in this in this team. I mean, undoubtedly they'll be tough to replace. But yeah, and and and, and again, and, and all means I just didn't know that. And my second question is: there's a lot to be made the fact that Nebraska drew Arkansas. I mean, that wasn't much ado. Like we won our conference, and judging by, I mean, again, not not to poo poo on uh, Big Ten baseball. Uh, but like uh, judging how can, the rest of the Big Ten fared, it, it, I mean, can, can we all just say thanks, Kevin Warren? Well, I mean, so so like obviously that's where the blame went because the, the argument is if we had played some non-conference games, maybe that would have helped their seeding. Maybe it would have. I, I obviously I don't know, but like, oh, the, I, the, I mean, the, the, the big, I mean, the Big Ten the, baseball sucked. I mean, the, I mean, the committee, Michigan the committee got made ran it out. very. The committee even even said a lot of the reason they did not schedule or did not put Big Ten as a number one seed was because they played a non conference or a conference only schedule. They openly admitted that that's why they they did it. But I, I guess I mean you could argue Nebraska got hosed, but did I mean did that I mean any other Big Ten team show up at all like? Maryland, they got then they get ran out, and Michigan both got ran out. Of yeah, theirs. nobody, nobody out of the Big Ten advanced. I mean, well, no one advanced, but did anyone even else win a game? Like no one else, like I think Maryland. I think did. Mar- I think Maryland won a game. But I mean, Nebraska, you know, they they were the most impressive. Uh, you know, when when they got that Arkansas draw, I was like, I was shocked, just like everybody else, but. I didn't think it well, was a terrible. It, if, we, if we had some non-conference games, Indiana probably has a shot to be in there somewhere. Well, Nebraska's probably not playing the number one team in the country. Well, the more I thought about it, I wasn't overly pissed. I was like, okay, if you can get by Arkansas, we we all had to feel pretty good about our team headed into the regional, right? We felt oh, good absolutely. about it. And so, if they could get through that, I mean, the road past Arkansas was going to be easy. It was like almost I want to say as a cakewalk. Yeah. But you could really see them playing in Omaha if they got past Arkansas, and we were two two innings away. You had, you had to play. You had to play against NC State next. Yeah, and they were a two seed. You know, they were a two seed yeah, also. But did you see what they did? I know. But what, what would be more impressive? Like, they they outscored their opponents like sixty to eleven yeah. out of their games. I mean, 
God, we, we they were playing. They were playing good ball too. We put up some uh, runs. It's, it's definitely it's definitely not a cakewalk. That's all I'm saying. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you guys is uh, NJIT. Okay, NJIT. Uh, we beat the shit out of them, and they showed up to that game later at, on in the night, uh, rooting for Arkansas. You know, they sat with the crowd doing and they the were pig suey. Yes, they were doing the pig suey with them. What did you think about that? I wanted to throw a brick through my TV. Tyler, did, did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't know much about NGIT. I mean, I don't know where, I mean, I don't New know Jersey Institute are. of Technology. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. Where, where did all the hatred for Nebraska come out of Arkansas? I seen a guy wearing a shirt that said, keep calm and hate Nebraska. I don't know. But you know what? Brett Bielema, when he went to coach there, he failed on purpose. He just wanted to get the hell out of Arkansas. <laughs> There's no way he wanted to stay well, around those maybe obnoxious they should, fans. Maybe they should have fired after he attempted the pig suey thing because he clearly did not do that well. Well, he, I think that's when he realizes, like, this shit isn't for me. Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> that was, yeah. I, I, I used to never really think of anything of Arkansas fans just because, you know, you don't watch Arkansas, <laughs> but yeah. just the way that they reacted in that regional. And you know what? Maybe they're not always like that. You know, Dave Van Horn, what did he say after the game? He's like, you know, he's never heard the crowd that loud. And he's been coaching there for damn near 20 years. So there was obviously some hatred there. Well, you know, they didn't like Bojo Haggy, obviously. You know, they manufactured some hate reasons why they wanted to hate him. Made up that he flipped off the crowd. Uh, apparently that wasn't true, but they they were just obnoxious. Even if it, even if it was true, they had it coming. I mean, they were talking about his fiance. They were talking about his mom. Oh, and his yeah. sisters. Yeah. I mean, it, if he flipped them off, good for him. Yeah. If that's all he did, I mean, geez. Uh, those God, those NGITs. I, I don't like them either. They're they're not they're not getting away out of this. I bet they were pissed off that they didn't wake up the nope, next morning nope. in the Arkansas players' beds. I bet that's the only reason they did that. <laughs> no, nobody likes nobody likes anything that comes out of New Jersey, do they? Oh God, those Jersey boys, freaking fanboys. <laughs> but no, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, Nebraska they kicked ass. They had an awesome season. Uh, I mean, God. I can't wait to see what happens next year. Yeah, we we got some big shoes to fill there, but I think Will Bolt has proven that he's the right guy of the job. So I want to ask this question here. Nobody likes to compare coaches, but you know what? Before Frost got here, that's what we did. Do you think Will Bolt's season right here kind of adds a little bit more pressure to Scott Frost and Hoiberg to start getting things going a little bit quicker? Not at all. No? Tyler? No, I mean it, it's again. I'm happy for the Huskers. I, I but it's baseball. Like yeah, I heard someone say that well, that let, kind of helps not, build. Let's not mood. forget that, that baseball did just win a conference championship. What three years ago? Four years ago? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not that far from, far removed from being a really good team already. Anyway, and I would argue that in the last twenty years that baseball, I mean, has been our predominant men's program. Um. I mean, and again, but I I don't think it, it doesn't change anything because there is a definitive third on that ranking. Like it is not if you look at what we spend on baseball, what what I guess general fan interest would be. I mean, 
I mean, we we would if for a ten win season, we'd probably abolish our baseball team. I mean, like I mean, the, there's just no doubt what the stakes are. So it, it's the same thing as if women when women's bowling won the national championship, it did nothing to affect how Moidberg and Frost job was uh, addressed. No, but I think there's a lot of similarities there because he's a new coach just like those two. He was brought in, you know, uh, same year Hoiberg was, and he didn't get even get a full season his first year. And then he comes out and he does the remarkable job that the Big Ten pundits did not think was even possible. And he made it. He came out with what, you know, a conference championship when nobody expected it. I hope there's a little bit more added pressure for Frost to uh, accelerate our team. So that gets us into the next topic here. Uh, Over-under wins. DraftKings, they came out with their over-unders, and they have Nebraska set at six wins. Uh, In addition, South Point, they have our conference wins set at four and a half. So let's let's talk about the overall in the season, six wins. Derek, what do you think of that line, and where do you think we go? I, I, I'm the I'm the Homer fan. I don't care. It's way too low. I, I think Nebraska hits that over easy. I really do. I I think this is a year that Scott Frost turns it around. But you, so you think that line is too low, also? I, I think so. I mean, maybe not terribly low. I, I would have put it probably a seven. Really? Yeah. Uh, Tyler, what did you think about that line? I think the line makes sense. I mean, if you look at what I think, you know, it, it's similar to if you want to go down the men's baseball, it's similar. Like there is reason to have Nebraska as a six win team. But just like you guys all thought, God, we're better than the six best team. Like to me, it's clear as day that we're better than a six win team this year. Like, so, yeah, I think the line probably makes sense based off of historics and how they calculate this. Uh, to me, like, I mean, I would I bet that over every I mean that that's a very favorable line to what I think the expectations for the season could be. So would you stay the same thing if that line was six and a half? Would you yeah. bet that over? Oh, would you? Okay. I I, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of games that are good, that are close, but I think that if you really wanted a line that would make me really ponder, it would have to be seven and a half. Like that, really? that would be that would be the line that really made me like, gosh, which way do I go? And, and I think we have a better shot to win nine games than five. I think we have a better shot to win probably ten games than five. So like to to kind of put where six are for us to go under. Like I just I don't I just don't see us. Not that we're gonna win ten games. Don't, I'm not saying that, but I just I just don't think us losing seven games is. I can't even fathom it. Like well, shy of Adrian Martinez going down with an injury and week one for the whole season. Like I just don't even see how we could lose seven games. This is our fifth or sixth year doing the podcast. Fifth year, right? Sixth year? Sixth year. Uh, so we've, we, we, we've been doing this for a while is the point. Every year we do a over under segment when the lines come out. And I think every year when they set that bar, I think you say the same thing, Tyler, that you can't see us going under that. However, the last four years, we have hit the under on the over-under. So we're due. <laughs> okay. So we're due. Okay. 
I, I just feel like in the past, though, like, like you may, maybe the 2019 year there was this, but like 2018, like I don't remember what the over under was in going into 2018, but I, 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 I was thinking about this. I remember my preseason was seven and five that year, and so I don't know if we were six. Uh, for for Frost's first year, I had us at seven and five. Oh, so, okay. Year, in twenty eighteen, yeah. yes. The okay. second year, I had us going. I think nine, ten, or ten, ten wins, and two, ten wins. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember last year. I mean, obviously everything changed, but I guess my my point is, like, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I may have been consistently over, but I think this year, not that there are like, I think that our ceiling is going to be tough to get to that. I just think our floor is high. I think our floor is higher than that. I just, I just don't see us going five, even seven. Okay. So let's talk about trap games for Nebraska. Uh, headed into the air now that the schedule is set. Uh, what do you? Th- oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, I, I, let me go back to because I did mention the uh, over under for conference games at four and a half. I guess where you guys are going to go, you're going to say over for both of those because I can't imagine any of you guys have us beating Oklahoma. So, well, is that obvious? Uh, uh, yeah, but the, the, you would talk about that that sports book that they're essentially giving you the six and a half wins, right? I mean, I'm assuming they're having us beat Buffalo and Fordham, right? So, okay. So you have over four and a half games for each of you. Okay, got it. All right, back to the trap game. Uh, headed into the season, which trap game or which game can you see as a trap game for Nebraska, Derek? Uh, I found two of them, but I'll start with, I guess, probably the most obvious one. I'm, I'm going to say Michigan State. Uh, you know, we're coming off of playing Oklahoma, however that game goes, whichever way. Then you got next. You got Northwestern the next week. I think. I think a lot of Nebraska fans are anticipating Michigan State being a terrible team this year. Hell, I think Athlons has Michigan State finishing seventh in the Big Ten East. So everybody, so the expectations for Michigan State are nothing, and it, it's a game I could see a team overlooking pretty fast. And Mel Tucker's already beat Scott Frost. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Tanner, thoughts on his pick? I, I mean, that was my number one. Okay, um, good. And, 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 and kind of similar reasons. I think that, you know, when, when I think of the 2021 year, the, the, the point that you will know what Nebraska's outcome is, there is that three-game stretch right after Michigan State where we go, we have Northwestern, Michigan at home, and then Minnesota. And... Uh, I, I think that those three games, when I look at the hierarchy of the toughness games, like those three teams are pretty close to each other. That, that, that might be four, five, and six, and what I think are the toughest games in the season. And so, a lot of coin flippish games. We all, I think, Oklahoma's our toughest game. So you're going to come off of what we I expect to be a loss. Not that it won't be competitive, maybe a little bit emotional, and you 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 know where it's going. Um, I think that's tough. And then, but to give a different answer than Derek, I'm going to go Purdue. Okay. And, and the the reason why Purdue is um is it, kind of a similar situation, but we'll be coming off of a bye week. Um, we'll have just got done with this stretch, 
and it's the week before Ohio State, and our final three games are like the three maybe toughest games of the schedule with Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa. Like, I think that Michigan State and Purdue are probably about the same equivalent team. Like, they're just dangerous enough that if we don't bring our A game, they can beat us. Like, they're, they're, I don't think Nebraska's a three-touchdown favorite in either of those games. We're not just going to roll over them if we don't bring in it. You know, you've, you've got other things on the horizon. It's easy to overlook it, and they, they, could, they both can make you pay. And Purdue's beat us before. I mean, it's uh, yeah. That, that that was my that was my second game too that I had. Was it okay? For, for but I, I want to add too, just just for the simple fact that for whatever reason Nebraska does not play well coming off a of bye week, and a lot a lot of times they seem to come out rusty. And this isn't a Scott Frost thing. It was seemed the same under Riley. It seemed the same under Pelini. It's been going on for a long time, but it just seems like we come out rusty after a bye week, and it hasn't changed yet. And so now you think you think about that, and you think about looking ahead to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I, 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 definitely a potential trap game. All right, let me see. Okay, so you guys have Michigan State and Purdue. Let's see if this fits in the realm of your trap game criteria here. And I'm going to mention Illinois. And the reason I'm going to take Illinois, first game of the year, you know, they embarrassed us last year. We didn't play well in any facet of the game last year. Uh, In the previous three years, Scott Frost has not prepared this team well in the first game, uh, in the first three games. You know, we, of course, Akron was rained out, but when we played Colorado, his first game, we lost. We didn't look good against South Alabama. Uh, won by two touchdowns. I think we had, what, two special teams and a defensive touchdown in that one to pull it out. Got embarrassed by Ohio State like what we normally do. But uh, you want to add that in there? Bielema, he's coming in. New coach. He's owned Nebraska in the past. He's won two or three. He's given us uh, two pretty good Whoopins, <laughs> one that we'd like to forget that seventy to thirty-one win in the conference championship game, and then he also beat us like forty-eight seventeen. Uh, you have that. The players already feel like, hey, we've beat them once. Why not again? He has all off season to prep for us, and a win right there for Bielema and that Illinois team could really set the stage for that team. So I could see that as being a trap game there. Thoughts? I, I see. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think that Nebraska. I'm not saying Illinois won't play as tough. I'm not saying that we're going to blast them. But like, to your point where you started last year, Illinois embarrassed us. That like, I think all of us would say that is the worst loss under Scott Frost. It was a. It was a poor team, and they blew us out. If this Nebraska team doesn't have that game circled and they don't have revenge on their minds like we we have bigger problems like that that is a game that i got to imagine that the team is licking their chops to get like on that field and what that means for the outcome of the score i don't know but like i just especially that defense like yeah we have all we have all these seniors that came back that chose to come back and i can't imagine that 
probably half the reason they chose to come back was the embarrassment they felt over that Illinois game. Well, and Adrian Martinez. And Adrian and, Martinez was on the bench that whole I mean, he yeah. sat and watched and, that game. And, and look, you, you go back and look at the stats of every time Adrian Martinez has played against Illinois, and he's destroyed them. What, what, I mean, that's just simple fact. I mean, uh, our defense has struggled to, to stop Illinois. has been our biggest problem. But I, Adrian Martinez has never really struggled to move the ball in Illinois. Here, here's my other factor that I don't think that's a pot. I, I don't see this happening. Is there's just too much moving, too much movement going on with Illinois right now. You're changing over from a three, a four three to a three four, and Nebraska fans know well how long that's taken us to do. I can't imagine Illinois with less athletes is going to do it fat. They do it in game one. Well, it's not uh, like Bob Diaco is uh, going to lead that charge, right? Well, I, come on, it's still taking us four years to get a decent defense out of this three four. Okay. I mean, I would I mean, use that as the barometer of how long it should take, but yeah, well, okay, but, 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 but coaching, sure, coaching is look, in there. Look, when you're changing, when you're changing a defense like that. You got to recruit for it, and it's going to take a while to recruit for it. It will. Bielma's not going to get. He's not. He's not going to play eleven freshmen on defense. Try and change over this defense already. No, not, not for yet. one. For two. For two. They're also changing their offense. They're going to a power offense, and we're not going to throw the ball as much. So what's that do to them? There's just. A, there's a lot changing there. Yeah, I mean, so, I did, so, I, so much I, change. I can't. I can't see you have. Everything ready to go in game one. Yeah, I, I I, I'm not saying we're going to lose that game. I, I just, I, I'm not. Here's the thing. I think the thing with Illinois is, to Justin's point, game one has not been Scott Frost's shiny example. Um, you know, I think that, two, it's on the road. Who knows how that's going to affect the team. And then, three, I think there's a lot of, like, what is this Illinois team going to look like? I mean, are you going to go scout what Arkansas was? Like, how do you prep for that team? Um, we know we, we're going to have new pieces out there. I, I could see Nebraska not crushing Illinois. I could definitely even see that being a competitive game. But, like, when I think trap game, when I think of a game that we're going to lose that we shouldn't, I, 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 get, I think it's going to be a, a team we're going to trip over. Um like a Michigan State or Purdue, if it does happen. I think Illinois fits that criteria also, though. Well, here's another thing for you is, I don't know how well you guys remember that Illinois game, but there was one player in, in specific that just destroyed us. There was that Morta Bebe, yeah. or however you say his last name. He destroyed us. He just, he, they don't have him anymore. Did he transfer so to Kansas good. State? I don't know. He's not on their team anymore. Yeah. That's all I know. Uh, so I, I think that makes a big difference as well. All right, so let's flip the script here and let's say, is there a team that we could be a trap game for? Uh, Derek, do you have one? I think I think we're all going to have the same one here for some reason, but go ahead. Uh, I, I would say Michigan probably. Really? Would be my number one, yeah. They're, you know, they're coming off of being at Wisconsin. Uh, their their next game's Northwestern, another tough game. Uh, I don't know if they would look past Nebraska for Northwestern, but definitely coming off of uh, a, a game at Wisconsin, coming in a little beat up again, coming to Nebraska, 
two weeks in a row, you're on the road. And I still consider Michigan a, a what, what should be probably a better team than Nebraska with the athletes that they have. I mean, they've still recruited better in Nebraska. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tyler, what about you? I'm going to go Wisconsin. And, 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 you know, Wisconsin, their bye week is September 18th. Nebraska will have had two bye weeks in the four weeks leading up to that game. So I, I, I did the math at one point, but forgive me, I kind of forgot. But I think that means Wisconsin will have played nine straight games leading into Nebraska. The week before, Wisconsin will play Northwestern. Now, I'm not saying how that game's going to go, but Northwestern has had a, has had Wisconsin's number to a large degree for a while. And the week after they play us, they have Minnesota, which is probably their biggest rival. On so, the road. On the road. So, like, Wisconsin, we should be what, way fresher of a team than them. Maybe we don't play well after a bye week, but we should be much fresher. We, I feel confident to say they're going to be very battle-tested not only about the number of games, but the fact that they play Northwestern, who always gives them a run for their money, and they have their biggest rivalry game. Like, And let's be real, there's a shot that Wisconsin at this point in the season, depending on how everything plays out, like they could be a couple games up on the West. Uh, again, who knows um, how everything's going to shake out. I, I haven't done enough research, but they, I mean, I think they're the heavy favorites to win the West this year. Uh, man, I, I feel like that that's a game Nebraska could. I, I I'm not that that's a that's a like when I think of our toughest three games, which are Ohio State, Oklahoma, Wisconsin. Like there isn't even a comparison. Like that's a game I think we could actually win. Yeah, that that Wisconsin game was the one that I had identified also, and I thought that was going to be the one that we all had based off all the points that you made there. Especially looking forward to Minnesota at the end of the year because there's there is a scenario. Where you know that Wisconsin Minnesota game, that's the one that's going to have like uh, a Big Ten West implications. I think Minnesota is going to be solid this year. I think they could be in the running headed into that. Wisconsin may need that. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I but all the other points that you made, yep, I completely agree with. I, I was actually going to throw one more out there. My, my backup, if Derek took this, was going to be Minnesota actually. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, so obviously we've had really, you know, the points I made about Illinois, um, about how they embarrass us. You know, you can say the same about Minnesota. Minnesota last couple of years, um, probably a very down spot of the year. I think when you look at what that is, we'll have just played Michigan. Um, we'll have just played Northwestern. I, I, I mean, we'll we'll see what the outcome is, but I, I think you know, one and one or two and oh in those games is a definite possibility. You know, you're you're the week before a bye week. I I, I just you think Nebraska could be two and oh following those games. I, I think we could beat both Northwestern and Michigan. Uh yeah. I mean I don't know if we will. I, I think one and one to me is probably the the worst case scenario of those two games. Um I think we have a better shot of being two and oh in those games than oh and two. Um but but I think you head into the bye week, you'll just get done with a pretty tough stretch. Um, and Minnesota, like, I'm not that high on Minnesota. Like, I could see Minnesota being like a hovering, a 500 team. I could see us being a touchdown, maybe a 10-point favorite again like we were last year. And 
because I'm not buying Minnesota. Like, I think Minnesota's going to be a good team. I think they're going to be a fine team. I, I don't see the 2019. I think the 2019 Minnesota team was, was, a, was a fluke. I think they are going to go back to being a fairly average team in the Big Ten West. Interesting. Thoughts, Derek? Oh, oh, yeah, I'll throw one more out that Justin's just going to cringe at. And I'm a, that has, maybe that's half the reason I'm doing it. I think Oklahoma. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> Hold on. No, no seriously. That, and that's the exact reason right there. Because Oklahoma, Oklahoma's going to come in there with that same exact attitude. They're going to think, oh, these guys didn't want to play us. We're going to destroy them. So I could see them having a lackadaisical week in practice, just thinking they're going to destroy us. Nebraska's punched them in the mouth. See what happens. They're not going to overlook Nebraska. They're going to seek and destroy. They're going to seek out Why? to destroy. I, I, well, we'll Why? see. Why? For what reasoning? Why? You really think, because you think, because they think Nebraska backed out of it, you really think that gives them more motivation? I think it gives them more reason to look past Nebraska. No. Does it, make, it makes us look like a bunch of chicken. Oh, they don't want to play us. No, and I think I, that's I think why it gives, it all more re- it gives them more reason to look past us than it does to give them motivation. That whole scenario, I think, headed into that week, I think that's going to be all the motivation that they're going to need to try to run up the I score. I don't think that's us. motivation at all. I really don't. I think they're going to try. I think, I think it's more motivation for fans that understand that rivalry, but nobody on that team has any clue what that rivalry was. None of them were even born when that rivalry was going strong. Lincoln Riley wasn't part of that team when that when that rivalry was going strong. He may understand the rivalry because he's old enough. Yeah. But none of those players understand that rivalry. So I, I got a couple points on that this. So and, first let, of, and let's not let's not make Oklahoma out to be the best defense ever. I mean, come on. No, I yeah, I mean Derek, Derek I don't think you're crazy <laughs> yeah, for that. I'm sure I'm sure our offense will really put them to the test. Okay, so 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 two points real quick. So one you guys said a lot about how Nebraska tried to get out of that game. I, I Not to rehash this, but after Oklahoma sent that tweet whining about how that was an early kickoff game, like, I, I'm i just saying, like, it isn't out of the stretch. Like, I feel like they have had a little bit of a baby, like, in this whole thing. Like, I feel like it is very plausible that they overreacted to whatever conversations about Nebraska were happening just the same way they went to Twitter when this was an early kickoff and that pisses them off. Like, I've seen that athletic department, after they did that, show their cards again that they will go to social media to try to get, like, shame people in public, which was horribly classic. We all know why Fox is doing it. Suck it up, Oklahoma. And then the second thing, you mentioned... Fox is doing it because it's their primetime spot. Because they have... Baseball. They have baseball. They can't put primetime games on because they have the World Series. No, they, when they started this whole 11 o'clock thing, the whole thing that they were trying to do it for was because ESPN was already shattering the primetime spot and they wanted to be able to compete in a different time slot. I, I think it has to do with the fact that they their September and October is pretty much F because they have baseball contracts. Well, the World Series that, won't be going on when this game is but it, uh, they have call it, they have they have playoff baseball. They, anyway, point, but my second point they is don't. on Lincoln Riley. Playoff baseball don't start till October. Late, it starts late September. It doesn't. Yes, it does. The season doesn't end usually till like October 2nd or 3rd. Okay. Anyway, my second point is on Lincoln Riley. You say Lincoln Riley might remember this. Lincoln Riley's 37. Like, Lincoln Riley was in middle school the last time Nebraska played Oklahoma. In a, like, in the rivalry, which is the Big 8. Like, 
Like, well, yeah, let, let, let's not act like this has been a rivalry since 1996. Yeah, I mean, this, like, I mean, Texas it, ruined this rivalry in 1996 when they joined it, the big. And game. so, I mean, it, it's a, uh, it, you know, I don't know, I don't know what this will mean to the players. Like, I, I'm sure all the players will give the right sound bites. I'm sure they'll say there's a lot of meaning in this. I, you know, we're obviously going to get the, a big pageantry because of that. And, you know, Nebraska should be 2 and 0 in that going into that game. Like, I think there'll be some be pageantry into that. Better be three and zero heading into that game. Yeah, three and I'm sorry, three and zero. If I forgot about Buffalo. Yeah. All right. Uh, not a trap game to me. Moving on. If uh, so, l- let's take a look at at it this way. We put out a poll uh, two three weeks ago, and uh, and basically, if you could take the offensive units with last year, whatever their performance was last year, and move that exact same performance into 2021 if you could see improvement from just one position group on the huskers offense from 2021 which position group would you choose tyler i I would go offensive line um you know i think the running backs are probably our weakest unit at the end of 2021 but i i honestly would if if we had dedrick mills back i'd probably be like okay there i mean i think that offensive line like it might be a little bit better it might be there but like that's the thing that i'm i just i'm craving with all the talent that frost has brought in offensive line like all the talk about the weight room i'm just waiting for our offensive line to really pop and i thought last year they were gonna do it they they didn't they had two people drafted, but they still didn't pop on Saturdays, and and that's really the position group I'm looking at. Derek, what is your position group? I think offensive line is the only answer you can come up with. I look, the running backs are going to get their holes if you make the holes. I I, th- I personally think Adrian Martinez is going to make good passes if you give him time. So it, to to me, it was all on the offensive line. I, not not all the offensive struggles are on the offensive line, but if you give me a big improvement out of that offensive line, I think it brings so much more improvement out of quarterback, brings improvement out of running backs, and if if the if the wide receivers have time to get open to scramble around a little bit if they have to, and Adrian Martinez doesn't have to rush out, I, yeah, I, I think this is a I think offensive line really is the only answer you can say with confidence that it needs to be better. That's uh, my close number two, because I thought that offensive line, I thought they played well most of the time last year when the, if the snaps were on target. I mean, I was okay with them, but if I need, if only one group could improve from last season, I think it has to be running back. You got it. We have to see more out of our running backs in 2021. Uh, last year, uh, just the scholarship players, we had Diedrich Mills. He led the running backs with 396 yards at a 4.7 average. The next three scholarship guys on the list were all under 100 yards. Marvin Scott had 62 yards for the season at 2.6 yards per carry. Ramir Johnson, 30 yards for 3.8. And Ronald Tompkins in just that one game, 24 yards and 4.8. We had 1,611 yards total in rushing, but only 512 came out of our running backs. Now, I don't know what, what it's going to take. You know, there has to be a trust factor there, but obviously last year, the coaches did not trust our running backs. 
That is why we were running our quarterback, and we had to run Wandale Robinson, for, take him from wide receiver, had to limit uh, Adrian Martinez one less weapon downfield so Wandale Robinson could run the ball. We need running backs. We need somebody to step up big. You need somebody that the coaching staff can trust. We didn't have that last year. So that is the position that I think is the most needs to improve. They need to take their game to the next level. I can probably deal with the the offensive line performance that we had last year headed in 2021 because it was serviceable. It was serviceable for most of the year. It was serviceable, but they weren't opening up big holes. But you know what? Backs. You know what wasn't serviceable, Derek? It was our running backs. We didn't have any yeah, serviceable. Yeah, but if they have bigger holes to run through, then maybe they're maybe they're more serviceable. I, you know what? Any running back can run through a hole if That's, you give him a hole. Well, I mean, shit. Yeah, Wondell Robinson. I, I, he didn't have. He didn't have. He didn't struggle as much running the ball. Oh, really? Yeah, because he looked real good running through the line. I, Derek, you're you're not. You get wrong. him outside. Maybe he did okay. He didn't do good running up the up in between the tackles. Look, both both need to improve. Both need to improve. But if only one position group can improve headed next year, I'm taking running backs. Tyler, what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say I I, I hear what you're saying. If the offensive line has big enough holes, if they dominate, then yeah, everything else is gonna fall into place. But I think there's a realistic expectation like like the running backs still have to like there there isn't going to be the 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 parting of the red sea like we're not going to see these mile holes like we need running backs to still make people miss there's still going to be someone out there they got to break a tackle they got to hit a hole quickly and bounce it out like like i think you're i don't know like yes if the offensive line absolutely dominated if you put like a high school offensive line against a you know flag football fifth grade offensive line then yeah that probably doesn't matter who the running backs are but i don't see nebraska getting there in a big 10 like we need our running backs to be better but the the problem is is the reason why i think offensive line is because like to Derek's point i think we do have some backs out there while there is a lot of gap there like i i just i look at adrian martinez and i look at the time and we want to talk about throwing the ball downfield justin you're all about throwing the ball down the field that is completely reliant on offensive line. That is more on the offensive line to be able to hit those downfield passes than it is the quarterback, than it is the wide receivers. Like you have to have time and you not just like the three seconds. You gotta you gotta have a good pocket to be able to make those types of throws if you really want to. Yeah, I agree. Well, that that how how many drives did our offensive line kill with holding calls, false start penalties? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I get it. There, there's a lot to improve on this season, but in this exercise. Now, look, I'm in the minority. When we put out this poll, 32% said quarterback, 14% said running back, 14% wide receiver, and 40% said offensive line. So you guys are saying what a lot of Husker guys are saying. I am absolutely in the minority here. But I just think that, god dang, we got to see more out of the running backs because – this staff, they say I, I, they want I to run the ball. See, and you can't run I, I your quarterback. I agree with you when you see more production out of the running backs. I do agree with you there. But I think that all starts with the offensive line. I think in order to get that production out of the running backs, it's going to take the offensive line to getting better. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're returning a whole bunch of running backs that have very little experience. Very little experience. 
in Husker uniforms. You know, Marquez Step. That's you know, we, we don't know what he's gonna do in a red uniform, but uh, yeah. Uh, anything else to add there, Tyler? No. My God, we're gonna get in under an hour here. Last topic here. Uh, you know, the preseason mags, they came out, Athlon Sports. Uh, if you guys aren't buying this, it's out on the shelves now. It was hard for me to find. It took about a, an extra week and a half. Actually, I, I didn't find it till today on the shelves down here in Waco. Uh, wait, uh, Athlon Sports, they had their preseason All-Big Ten honors. Uh, for Nebraska, no offensive players made the top four teams. So let's talk about that second for a second. Tyler, was that surprising to you? I I think it's just stupid. Um, like I mean, let, let's start with Austin out. Like I, I would have had him pegged as second or third team All Big Ten, and the fact that he wasn't even in the top four was shocking to me. Uh, I I don't understand like the the quarterback position. Um, you know, you if you want to say. Uh, Undoubtedly, they had Michael Penix, uh, number one. Makes sense. Even though he's coming off of an injury, I, I get it. They have uh, C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, number two. I get it, even though he hasn't really played. Yeah. I, he's yeah. Ohio State. I that, understand. That, that would be my only promise. He hasn't played. Yeah, but it's Ohio five State. Five-star guy. Five-star guy. And it's Ohio State. Tanner Morgan I at three. It, I don't think he had quite the year that people expected last year. But where I lose it is Graham Mertz. Like, he might be the real deal. Like, he really might be. The guy had one game. The guy had one game. Like against the worst defense. Against the worst defense in the Big Ten. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I. I mean, if if you want to give it, there, there's probably a couple other names. But I. I. I just think the disrespect that that spot to me should have been Adrian Martinez. Like. That should have been Adrian Martinez's spot. I can, again, there are probably a couple other names in the Big Ten. I could have not been outraged. But the biggest snub is Austin Allen. Like, how he didn't at least get in the fourth team when he should have been second or third team, I I, I don't understand. I agree. I agree on uh, both of those. Derek, what about you? I, I think you could have also seen maybe a Bryce Benhart in there or... Even a Cam Jurgens, I, I know. I know we give Cam Jurgens a lot of shit about his snaps, but he fixed it towards the end of the year, and he's one of the best blockers on that offensive line. You can shake your head all you want, Justin, but the truth is, he's one of the best blockers on that line. Yeah, but when when your primary job is to snap, and if you're not doing did that it not consistently, get after he got benched after Iowa, it, it, it did, did get, get better. better. It did get better, but for did he not look the whole great, did season, he not look great in the spring game? Snapping, I yeah, I mean yeah. I mean, he's one of the most athletic centers in the Big Ten. Look, Dirk, Dirk, for him to, I'm to, with to you. him to make four strings. I mean, I'm not overly shocked that he didn't make it, but it, but it would not have shocked me if he had made like a four string but, yeah, or even Dirk, a third string on it. Derek, I'm with you on that. I, I'm actually on. Like, I didn't want to go down that much, but like to me, the fact that none of Nebraska linemen are good enough to make the top four. But they're like, young. I, they're young. And Cam Jurgens had snap issues. You can't crack the top four and have snap issues. What is that saying about the other ten centers in Big Ten football? I want to be very clear about this. I would be shocked if Athlon said, you know, we would have put Cam Jurgens there, but he snaps the ball high about 
eight times in a season, which is too many. Like I, I, I don't buy that's what to happen there. I just think that like to me, like I know Nebraska hasn't been this, but to, to say no offensive lineman is worth of top four, it just it doesn't pass the sniff test. It, it, it maybe it's Cam Jorgens, maybe it's Bryce Benhart. That Benhart would probably have been the guy I would have given the edge to. I thought he played pretty well me last too. year, except penalties. Um, but yeah, I, I, I fully did it. Like when I thought what this would look like, I thought Austin Allen, second, third team, Adrian Martinez, Bryce Benhart, fourth team. I, that's what I would have expected to see in this. And I, and I, I would agree with that. So how many, you had four players in there, Tyler? I would have had, I would have had three, three. Okay. I could have made, I, Cam Jurgens is not a bad pair. Like that wouldn't have shocked me if you would have made it. Uh, let's move over to the defense here. Uh, defense, we had we actually had four people show up on here. First team, cornerback uh, Cam Taylor Britt. Second team, linebacker JoJo Doman. Third team, defensive lineman Ben Stilley. Fourth team, safety Deontay Williams. Those are the guys that we thought would be there. Who did they miss, Tyler? I think Damian Daniels. I, I mean, I, I I really did think I was going to see him come up. Um, you know, Damian Daniel, I thought played pretty well last year, uh, all things considered. Um, and and I, I will, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But I the 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 where they got it wrong was Deontay Williams on fourth team. Like, I I don't know what if he should have been third team or second team, but I fully did expect to see him higher up on that list. Um, I I just think they whiffed there. Uh, but Damian Daniels, I, I do. I think he played really well last year in his snaps. Uh, there was a stat that said of all returning defensive linemen in the countries, I'm going to butcher the stat, but he was top three in average penetration per play. Like it, it was a really deep analytics. Like he, he played really well when he was on the field. I, I, I was shocked to see him snubbed. Well, let's not let's not forget how dumb Athlons is because they don't even have Damian Daniels as a returning starter. So. You know what? I, I checked Lindy's magazine today, and Lindy's did not have him returning as a, a returning starter either. How do they? Miss I don't that? know what you have. I don't know how. I don't know what you have to expect out of a guy to be a returning starter, but Damian Daniels fits that criteria all day long to me. So, uh, what was it? It was uh, they did. Athlon did not have. Adrian Martinez, Adrian Martinez as a returning starter, and I asked Athlons about that, and they said that was a they they missed that. That was a mistake on their part. He absolutely well, they, should have been. They they also missed why he missed games because they said he got injured and missed a game, missed one game, which he actually missed two games and it had nothing to do with injury. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, Athlons really doesn't pay attention to Nebraska football very much anyway. I wonder who that who who is their guy now. <laughs> I don't know. Print media is not doing well. No, no. That's why it's a dying breed. Uh, yeah, anything else to offer on defense there? Uh, D- Derek, is, who, who do you, anyone you think got snubbed? No, not really. I Maybe a Markel Dismuke. Maybe could have made a fourth I, team yeah, or something. But That's... That's kind of who I was kind of thinking. I was like, you know what? Maybe Markel Dismuke could find his way in there. I, I think I think maybe Will Honus, but I don't know if he was injured before they put it out or not. Yeah. 
But obviously, now that he's injured, I wouldn't put him on that list. But before he was injured, I might have put him on that list. Am I crazy to think that Ty Robinson maybe should have been in consideration? No, I kind of thought him too, but he's a little young. He he didn't light up the stat book last year, but like I think being that high of a four star, he was a highly he started every game last year. You know, he, I mean, he's a high I mean, why not? You're, put, you're putting a quarterback second string off, completely off potential. So, I think you really had to follow Nebraska close to see what kind of impact he made there on the defensive line. Because yeah. you're right, the stat the stat book the stat line wasn't quite there, and he didn't he didn't really start making a mark until late in the year. And you know, shit, Nebraska's people were giving up on Nebraska a little bit, but he's a, he's a guy that I would not be shocked if he's in there at the end of the year. I wouldn't either. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if him and Casey Rogers are both in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Casey Rogers is a beast. I, I would not. I, I almost would not be shocked if he beats out Ben Stilley for a spot in the all, all conference players. Yeah. Not not to crap on Ben Stilley. I love Ben Stilley, but I mean, Ben Stilley. I think Stilly's Casey, a, I think I Casey mean, Rogers a, he, is just Ben Stilley is a really good football player. I mean, th- this is. Again, the re- reason why I'm optimistic about next year, and again, not when I say optimistic, this isn't a, hey, we're locked to win nine games. This isn't a, but when I think of this team, if we can stay healthy, like, that's, we're deep. We yeah. are deep at defense, and we'll, we should be able to win some games. I think Luke Reimer can be there at the end of the year. I think a lot of these young guys on defense, I think they you can make a case that they can be there at the end of the year. Luke Reimer, he's he's up there for me. Yeah, I mean, he, he oh, better. I mean, pain. Derek, you, 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 Derek will ride. Calling it now. Calling it now. Oop. So Darius Payne will be on that list. Huh. All right. All right. Let's move on to special teams here. We got two guys on here. Uh, kicker Connor Culp is second team, special teams. Fourth team, punt returner, Cam Taylor Britt. He's on there twice. Uh, first of all, Connor Culp, wasn't he first team at the end of the year last year? How's he getting demoted? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. the hell? Why, why is he getting demoted? I, I don't know. I mean, that, did they even look at last year's? Like, I, I mean, I feel like that was a note. Like, there was two first team guys I expect to see. And Cam Taylor Britt, like, I expected. He got it. He deserves it. But if there was a guy that should have been the lock to be first team, it was Connor Culp. Like returning, yeah, I it doesn't make sense. I that was a complete snub. Yeah, that was a apparently Athlon. Apparently, Athlon doesn't know who the first team was last year either because they don't know a lot of shit. Apparently, yeah. Well, Phil St- Phil Still Magazine. And I, I will be out. I here usually in a few like Athlons. I really do. I usually I usually. Read a lot of Athlons. I think they usually do a pretty good job. Don't know what happened with this year's magazine, but I've caught a lot of mistakes in the Nebraska side, so it really makes me question on all the other teams. So, Yeah, I, I will say, though, the fact that they had Cam Taylor Britt fourth team, like, I don't know if that's a good pick or bad pick. That's a little shocking pick. I think he could do it, but if he is that dynamic among the four best returners in the Big Ten, like – that that bodes pretty well for our special teams because I I think that Connor Cole is going to be there. I believe that he led for average punt return. He led the led the Big Ten last year. I mean, I mean, I I just I think that if we could be there, I mean, 
I, I think I think we're gonna have the three facets of the game figured out next year. At least well, let's mostly. Hope. We need a good season. Uh, I'm not going to get into the 12-team playoff that uh, came out today because we would be talking for hours on that. So we'll see. It's stupid. Can we just say one quick word? The 12-team playoff is a dumb concept. Like, eight, six, sure. Oh, God. Go fuck yourself. I'm going to need about six more beers if we're going to continue this conversation. Nope, that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to say... Go away, <laughs> 12-team playoffs. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, maybe maybe next week we can talk about that. But let's get out of here. Uh, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and review. And please share this episode. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.